Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 13, following the wonderful celebration of Easter. Congratulations, you found us. You're here. You have found the podcast. I'm so proud of you. As we look today, I want to jump into Psalm chapter 4 for several reasons. One, this is a great psalm to follow up from Easter because it talks about the power of the salvation that we have in Jesus. But also, I love the Psalms for several reasons. One, it teaches us how to communicate with God. Most of the Psalms are written by David, and David was known as a man after God's own heart. We also know David had some sinful issues in his life. So you think, well, how is this man a man after God's own heart, yet he had so many massive sinful failures? I believe the reason he's a man after God's own heart is because he continually went to God. He continually communicated with the God who loved him. Psalms are beautiful, and they're written so well. Sometimes we forget where they're coming from. This is coming from a man who is angry, or it's coming from a man who just experienced a great victory in battle, or it's coming from a man who's very sad because of a loss. If you read through the Psalms, it's David teaching us how to communicate with God when we're going through all of these emotions. So today, I want to look at Psalm 4. If you listened to the podcast last week, we went through Psalm 1, 2, and 3, and this is kind of following in that same breath. This is written just after Psalm 3, more than likely, uh, at least not too far away from it. And so he's still running from Absalom. There may have been a battle that happened. We don't know if this was the next day or a couple weeks, not really sure the time frame. But as I read it, I see... This is the power of the salvation in us. So David is a little unsure about the future. He's a little bit um, maybe anxious, maybe a little bit nervous about what is to come, knowing that there's going to be battles that show up. But he knows that this God is going to protect him always because he's our shield, as David says in Psalm 3. So let's just jump in here and see what Psalm 4, what we can glean from it today so that we can find maybe a new mercy of God This morning. In Psalm 4, verse number one, it says, Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. Now, in that first verse, you probably heard my inflection on the me and my and I, the pronouns that basically David was talking about how personal this salvation is. He's talking to God, and it's very, very personal. You know, as we are, as we step into God's family, we become God's children. You know, I, I love the phrase I heard years ago that God doesn't have grandchildren. He only has children. So he may save your, your mom or your dad, but he's got to save you. He doesn't just save your mom or dad, and then you're, you leak into the kingdom. That's not how that works. You are saved by God, and he has a personal relationship with you. It's you and him. It's not you and your dad and him. It's not you and your son and him. It's not you and it's you and God. 
period. It's that personal of a relationship. So David automatically starts this psalm out with this very personal relationship he has. And we know we have that salvation that's personal to us. But then verse two, listen to this. It says, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. Here's what he's saying. I love this. This is so much fun how David turns the the salvation story from this is personal to me. This is my salvation story. And then he says, but I want my salvation story to be so powerful that it shuts the mouth of my enemies. He says, how long shall my honor be turned to shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. He's saying, I want the salvation that's in me to be so powerful that it affects everybody around me. We should praise God for that type of power that he's put within us. But how, how do we live that out? Well, I'm glad you asked, because verse number three continues. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. This is sanctification if we've ever seen it before. The Lord has set us apart for himself, for his purposes, for something he is up to. And then verse 4 says, be angry and do not sin. Some translations say, be in awe and do not sin. Or be trembling and do not sin. Be afraid and do not sin. That word anger, in awe, fear, uh, trembling, that word is simply the word for where we find our emotions of passion. This overwhelming feeling that we get. If David was known for anything, it was his passion right? His, he was a passionate worshiper. He was a passionate writer. He was a passionate uh, sinner. He, his sins were sins of passion, right? He, he, was, he murdered someone. He had committed adultery. He was in these positions where he shouldn't have been because of this passion that it was built within him. When he was fighting on the battlefield, he was known to be a passionate leader. People followed him. He was a passionate person. And here's what he's saying. Yes, I am passionate, and I have sinned in my passion. I've led great battles in my passion. But here's what he's saying. The salvation in me and how God has set me apart for his work, that passion cannot sin if if, if I allow it to not sin. Basically, he's saying I need to yield to God and his spirit so that I don't fall into the trap of sin. And it says, ponder in your hearts and on your beds and be silent, Selah. He's saying, let that gentleness come out of you. Let that peacefulness, or as we talked about in the first couple episodes of the podcast, let it, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Don't be chaotic. Don't be running around screaming. Don't be, just be patient. Be silent. That is possible with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he continues in verse five, offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. When he says right sacrifices, the Old Testament had outlined several different types of sacrifices uh, that the people of God were to demonstrate. And one of those things that was the sin offering, you may have heard that if you've been in church very long or if you study the word, you've heard of sin offerings. You've also heard of uh, maybe sweet savor offerings. Those are the kinds offered by the saints for It's basically bring your best to God and not just the stuff that you have. Don't just bring extra money and think that's going to make him happy. Instead of saying, bring the best you've got to worship him. In fact, he even says in verses six and seven, there are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up your light and your face 
upon us, O God. And basically he's saying, a lot of people say, I just want to see God and I want him to prove himself to me. I want to see this. I want to see this. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is not something that you see. Faith is something you believe. Our faith will turn into sight. What David is saying is there's a lot of people out there, the shallow people that are that are that have very shallow faith, they basically say I want to see you so I can believe you. He goes on and says, "But you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound." David says, "This salvation I have, this joy I have comes from deep within my heart, and there is no amount of worldly possessions that can change that joy." He says, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I hope you find yourself encouraged today, knowing that this salvation is yours. If you have put your trust in Jesus Christ and you are a follower of his, he, you are a child of God and it is personal to you. And that salvation is so powerful, it can affect everyone around you. And the way it does that is no matter where your passions are, no matter what your your energy is spent into, you cannot sin in that and be seen as a gentle, caring person in the hands of Almighty God. Let your faith lead you into sight. I know that God is so good. I hope and pray you are encouraged today and that you will take the salvation that God has given you and smile today and let that salvation leak out to everyone around you.